Welcome to the first episode of Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Kristen Anderson, and thank you so much for joining me and downloading this podcast. I hope to bring you fresh content every weekday. I am fresh off the Heritage Classic in Regina, not exactly fresh, to be honest, after driving a cool seven and a half hours each way to Regina and back again. The drive was beautiful, but man, that's a long drive. It's 756 kilometers away from Regina, so doing that twice. Um, The NHL had this idea to meet in the middle for a neutral site game, but Regina isn't really in the middle between Calgary and Winnipeg, but still, it was such a great time. A real even split between fans, and it was such a good show put on by the NHL in the city of Regina. It was neat to be a fly on the wall to watching the Flames and the Jets play on the outdoor rink and the snow falling all around them. When the Royal Canadian Air Force snowbirds flew over and the fireworks went off at the same time, you couldn't help but get shivers. This was the 28th game and first of three games that the NHL will do this year outdoors. They have a really well-oiled machine. Everything just runs all like clockwork, but every time it's still amazing how everything pulls together right at the exact moment. It was cold, though. Uh, Minus 2.5 at puck drop. It felt way colder than that. The wind was howling, and it was snowing. I felt like this one was a little bit colder than the 2011 game at McMahon Stadium. I covered that one, too, between the Calgary Flames and the Montreal Canadiens. It was closer to minus 30 that day, but it still felt way colder at Mosaic Stadium. Interestingly, though, the way that the Mosaic Stadium is designed is it's to shelter the field level from the wind built below the ground. But the players still noticed the wind, I I thought. Skating against it was was really tough. And then, of course, the wind would be at your back, so it was a little bit easier. But the cold really made for good ice conditions. So that was the positive about it. If the game had been played on Friday where it was 17 degrees, I'm sure the ice would have been a different story. But let's talk about the game for a second. A 2-1 overtime loss to the Jets was a bit of a throwaway game as far as I'm concerned. You could talk about stats. You could analyze the special teams. You could talk about the general performance reviews. You could rag on them for their lack of consistency. But really, everything was just too unpredictable to analyze anything. The ice service was unpredictable. They didn't know what the weather was going to be like. Was it going to be cold? Was it going to be warm? Was it going to rain? Everything needed to be taken into account. And and really, the Flames salvaged a point, which was the best case scenario. It's tough to be too critical of this group after that game. Some games aren't going to be perfect, and this game certainly wasn't. But in the grand scheme of things, it was more about the experience, I think, than anything. They were there with their families. They had an opportunity to to do some team bonding. They got to meet a few other players around the game. And really, I think that that at the end of the day, that's what they can take away from it. It was an experience. Head trainer, the Flames head trainer, Mark DePasquale, I was talking to him prior to the game and he was talking about all the things that he was doing to try and get the dressing room ready for them to make it memorable old timey signs he got white toiletry bags he got white equipment bags he got skate carts there was a skate mats um the dressing room was done up really nicely everything from the players eye blacks to the toques to the beautiful white jerseys to the flames coaching staff their 
uh, custom made fedoras on the sidelines. I thought that was such a nice touch. And then the team staff all were in these re- red track suits, um, winter suits. It was really cool. Everything just visually, I think, looks really neat. And and they'll never forget that, the players. So I think the general consensus from the players afterwards was that, too. I talked to Flames defenseman Travis Hamanick, Flames head coach Bill Peters, and Flames left winger Matthew Kachuk. we got to find a way, I think, to respond ourselves and, and uh, move forward, get ourselves out of it and, and get going. It was, it was obviously a tough way to have it end. Um, but I'd be lying to say that uh, wasn't a really neat experience. Um, it was, it was really done first class, obviously, right from the, the start of the pregame stuff to, to right on through to the end of the game. Um, really neat experience, I think, for our group and for us personally as a team. And you would like to come out on top, obviously. But um, I guess it's one of those situations when you get older and look back and and, and realize uh, it, was, it was a pretty cool uh, event and, and uh, fun to be a part of, for sure. I think everyone was actually kind of surprised when we got out there and warm up how, how much better the ice was. Um, it was a significant. Sorry, it was significantly better. Um, I guess obviously they've been a little bit colder. Um, you know, snowing quite a bit. There's there's obviously a lot of snow on the ice, and um, I don't think it really seemed to affect the pace of the play. I thought it was pretty quick back and forth. If one thing, the only thing it did is uh, there's a lot of rolling pucks, a lot of bouncing pucks. Um, they're just kind of stopping in weird positions when trying to make a read and it bounces two feet over on you or something like that. But um, for the most part, I, I think it held, it held itself. Um, just get on the road, I think, is important uh, as a group. Um, start trying to just play a bit more consistent. Obviously, it's easier said than done, but I, I do think we did a lot of good things tonight. Um, you know, it didn't end the way we wanted, but I think that we did a lot of things that we wanted to clean up in our game a little bit. Um, and I think we can kind of use that, hopefully, to jumpstart us on our road trip. It's neat when we can obviously have our families around. And I think it just kind of it forces you just to step back and, and realize that the times aren't going as good as they want to be as a group. Um, you step back, you, you spend some time with your family in an event like this. And I think especially playing the game tonight, it just it was fun. You know, it was, I think you looked on both benches, everyone was always smiling. Uh, I think a lot of guys would like to play a lot of the games like that just throughout the year. I think it was a lot of fun time in the game. So I think you can try and use that to, to you know, when things aren't going good, you got to smile, you got to try and have a good time. And, and I think that a game like this, uh, we didn't come out the way we wanted, but it was, it was fun. Between the NHL and City of Regina, hockey fans of the province of Saskatchewan came on full force with lots of energy in the uh, in Mosaic Stadium and that was a beautiful setting with the light snow the temperature wasn't too bad so they're fantastic they just they just flat out are if you ever get a chance to be a part of one do it if you ever as a fan get a chance to attend one I would definitely not uh, deprive myself the opportunity to do that. We end up with a loss I feel like, uh, like most of the others I thought we uh, were in good shape but they pushed in the third. Uh, I thought we didn't execute on a line change. It led to a penalty. We failed to clear on a, on a penalty kill. Uh, it led to the tying goal. And then we got ourselves on the heels a little bit with the penalty in overtime. So, you know, some things that we could definitely do better. We'll learn from it and move on. Make a tweak here or there. But uh, I liked them. I thought we were deep. I thought uh, we gave everybody a chance to play. I think one of the one things you have to do if you can in these situations keep guys going through you're rolling lines over the more you can just roll your lines over the better off it is otherwise guys get iced you sit there for a long period of time and, and all of a sudden now you go out and try and play a shift and it's, it's tough so i thought we had good momentum when we were doing that so i liked our lines i had no problem with our lines at all you know they don't, they don't give you two points for playing well for for most of the game you got you got to finish her off so um but just to talk about the experience, like what a, what a great 
what a great time it was. Um, what a great, you know, uh, the host in Regina, like, what a great job they did. And uh, I'm sure both teams had a blast, but the Ice Perfect fans were into it. Like, all in all, it was it was an awesome, awesome experience and something that uh, hopefully I, I get to do uh, again because I, I loved it. I never grew up playing in, in atmospheres like that, being, you know, in the U.S. and in, in St. Louis and a little bit in, in Arizona. But... Um, it, it it feels right, you know. It, it feels like that's how hockey should be, and, and how it, you know, legends in the past grew up playing. That's how it used to be way back when they were there. That's where they were practicing. You hear all the greats talk about, you know, growing up and playing on the outdoor rink, and and um, and that's just it's 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 cool to to play in the playing that environment where it's snowing, where it's causing like the ice to be slower. You're falling. You're losing the puck. <laughs> You know, it bounces all over the place. Like you knew it was going to be a low-scoring game, and then it was, um, it was fun. It's, it was great to, to start off the road trip like this, as opposed to, to end it like this. Um, I think that this sets up the rest of our road trip and, and bonding, getting together in a city where nobody really has played before and nobody's really used to, and we're a lot of time hanging out with each other and a lot of travel. So um, I think yes, it does bring us together. Again, that was Travis Hamanick, Matthew Kachuk, and Bill Peters. Okay, so what's next for the Flames? They stayed overnight in Regina, flew to Rally on Sunday, and they practiced on Monday at PNC Arena. Tuesday is the continuation of this five-game road trip, which is their longest of the year. It's Carolina, Nashville on Thursday, Columbus on Saturday, and Washington on Sunday. Their road record leaves something to be desired, though, at two, four, and one. It's not terrible like the Minnesota Wild terrible, but it's certainly not great. Yes, I know it's only been a month into the season and their schedule really hasn't been that difficult through the first month, but they're really on a quest for consistency. And I think that if you look at the way that last season ended really abruptly during the playoffs and then the expectations that were put on their shoulders heading into this season, it's been a bit of a floundering start to the year, in my opinion. The biggest thing for me on this road trip is can the Flames spread out their offense a little bit more? Can they get Johnny Goudreau going? Can they get Sean Monaghan going? They switched up that first line for the first time since basically Lindholm came to Calgary. And Saturday night, it was tough to tell how that line did, in my opinion. Uh, they put Elias Lindholm with Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Goudreau, and then Sean Monaghan was on a separate line. Those three have been together since the, or sorry, those two, Goudreau and Monaghan, have been together since the 2014-15 season. So it's been a long time since they haven't played together, more than a period or two. Uh, it's fascinating to me. Like, it's really good, in my opinion, to have some change, being uncomfortable is good. We know that those three players can play together, so why not spread things out a bit? Alan Quine was skating on a line with Monaghan and Sam Bennett at Monday skate, and I'm not sure if that'll stick for Tuesday's game, but I do want to see Elias Lindholm on an extended look at center. He said multiple times that he wants to take a longer look at the position, as in he wants to stay there for not just one or two games or periods. A little bit of a longer look there. So he's always been an excellent face-off guy, too, and, and has had a great start to this season. Another bright spot for me is the goaltending. David Riddick is 5-3-2 with a 
2.94 goals against average and a 0.909 save percentage. He looks pretty comfortable and it's just going to keep getting better, I think, for him. Cam Talbot looks more and more comfortable each time he's in net and he's only started three games and has a 2.46 goals against average and a 0.908 save percentage. So they're en route to building his game back up. So I think there are some positives still even though there is large bouts of inconsistency in the Calgary Flames general game. Okay, that's it for me today. We will talk more about the bunch of jerks who have no fun at all on the next episode when I talk to Sarah Sivian, who writes for The Athletic and Raleigh. I'll also get you teed up for Tuesday's game. Thanks for listening.